0: How are we doing everybody and welcome back to the GA and Gym Podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn. It's been a few weeks. Um, I was taken a bit of a hiatus from the podcast I think with everybody and their dogs starting one over the past couple of weeks during lockdown. I thought I would give it a break um, and now I had an opportunity for a good podcast come up so I thought I would do it again. I was kind of, wasn't that keen to do it over Zoom because most of the ones I've listened to recently kind of sound a bit shite but um I thought this one was too good to miss, um, so I apologize, anyone that has been waiting for a podcast. But um, we're back going now, so I'm hopefully going to get them a wee bit more regular like we did before. Um, the podcast today, I think, was a really important one. Like first of all, it was a, it literally just was a conversation that I was having um, with this fella, and we just ended up recording it because I knew that it would be really important to put out there and really important for people to listen to. Um, and it's something that we need to talk about more. So the podcast today was with um, Chris Kerr from Antrim, who was a former goalkeeper for Antrim Good Footballers and um, recently kind of has come out and talked about his mental health battles. Um, he has an Instagram page called health, Head Health Matters and we just talked about kind of uh, talked about a lot of football and stuff but then we talked about, it, about mental health and his experience and his story and just some of the advice and stuff he has and i just think it's so important to, to talk about these things and um normalize the wee bit more but um chris's story is is also amazing it's just the fact he's willing to speak about it so openly too is also also amazing i think it's just really important that we put it out there for people to listening today so without further ado g and jim podcast with chris care um head health matters is his instagram page please check him out and please share this podcast around too because i think it's important thank you and enjoy Chris, how's it going?
1: Can you hear me, okay? Man?
0: Yeah, got you there now. How's yes, things? Sir. Yes, all good. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good to get chatting, dude. Yes, you too, man. I was actually, I was actually talking about you this morning. I was listening back to one of your, um, to your podcast. this morning, not just saying it because I'm speaking to you, like, but, um, I was, um, big Seamus Magan. Aye. Uh-huh i uh, done my um, level two S&C, you know, through Elite Institute with Jamie. Yes. And then we wow. did it last week. And then I was saying, actually, I thought I was listening to a podcast. That was yours. I was listening uh, to um, the one with, it was very good, actually, the one with uh, Paul Fisher.
0: Uh, it was good, wasn't it? Paul's very I'm smart. Really
1: good. I really tuned in, Nick. Like, and then um, Paul Fisher and then, uh, what do you call him? David Drake, obviously, too,
0: like. Yeah, uh, David is good. David. Like, um, I think even the listening to both them podcast is really interesting from, like, s and because they're both s uh, coaches, yeah. but they're both completely different as well. Like, you know, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. And it's good as well. Like, it all comes back to, like, you know, they're they're in these, obviously, top positions. Mm-hmm. But throughout it, the common trend, I thought, was the um how simple they try and make it and how they just stick to the basics as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think no. i think that's it like i think the further you go down the rabbit hole with it like you nearly see it's everything's really simple with this yeah i think it for, is definitely it, like, a bit more complicated
1: is that something you're getting a bit more into now or you know what i was always i've always been sort of i on my like just as a on, my personal training um fitness instructor stuff and then i've done um i'm a level one and two with um elite institute same thing as big shimmy and then i've actually started last year the the degree with satanta college right is that um c or is it yeah s and c because i done uh, i done my uh, uh i don't know uh, hnd and stuff in sports science mm. and then went to press and then done that the hnd or the finished it in sports science mm. too the degree um so why it's just so what just use the time and try and do something each each year mate just it's and is that is that all online, or do you go down there, or what way does that work? So, Tanta, most of it's online, um, but uh, you go down every so often for workshops. But obviously, can't be, can't do it um, the last way Well, but it's very well done. Like you know, you wouldn't like if you didn't go or you couldn't make it. You wouldn't feel like you fell behind because they put so much stuff online for you, like you know. So it's, it's right. really good. Like.
0: ours was. Um mine was this year in, in Jordanstown and it was like block teaching so you went up for basically like a week every month and then you went away So it's probably similar similar to yourself like
1: is that what you done your degree in actually, was it or did you done a I, master's
0: in it this is what i knew my master's and i actually done my degree in business studies funny enough um, yeah, okay i'd always planned to, to do s and um yeah I don't know if it's just at the time at that age. I just thought business would be the the one to go for, and I thought yeah. I'd be mess and see stuff outside of it, and this would be a different side of it if I was ever to open the gym. Um, yeah. But do you know what? they see when you do a course and you're not that interested in it, and it's like
1: the history of business and all like it's. It, it, it's I was exactly the same. I done, I went to Jordanstown. Well, probably. I don't know. I don't know what age you are, like. But I assume you're a lot younger than me, like. But. Uh, I went to Jordanstown and done the first year. Was uh, what the hell was it? Uh, property development. Random. One. Uh, I I had no clue what I was doing. It was like economics and uh, building surveying and all that. And like I would have struggled building Lego. Never mind looking at like structures of buildings. Like so, uh, I was like, nah. It's
0: funny not for what, me. Like, at the time it was a good idea, and then looking back, you're like, what Like it was random, but. Certainly- <laughs> It takes you to a certain spot now, so you can never really it regret it too much. Like.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Um, I was curious uh, how you managed to do the ACL as a goalkeeper. <sighs> um, oh,
1: impressive. What, sorry? It's impressive? Um, <laughs> well, obviously the way the game is going now as well. Um, yeah. Obviously a goalkeeper is the best player in the team now. So, Worst um <laughs> But... <laughs> No, I just, I went to, I went to change direction. Um, it was, it's near a year ago, 7th of July. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was sort of the way the weather's been now. It was, it was heavy rain. And then the sort of two days before we played a league game, it uh, was really sunny. So I just went, I normally just wear studs. I'm usually studs yeah. if it's raining sun. For some reason I went to blades, you No, know, like the Predator blades.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, just went to change their sort of. the Guy dummies in front of me, and he, he was going to shoot with like his right foot, if you can imagine. And mm-hmm. then he dummied back on his left, and I went to push back, and sort of my foot slid out the way or in the way. I can't ov- overly remember, but so I see it happened. As I I'd say it sort of come out, like sort of nearly dislocate and back in again. And I just knew with the sound and um the feeling of it, had done something bad, like. But um, you wouldn't wish it near worst enemy, like. Uh, it's um
0: just from lads that have been down with me and like a, my my brother, he done his ACL and he's done both his knees and at this point and um it's just a real I think the most horrible thing about it is you can't speed up the process of it. No. Like, you just have to no. you have to take it six, nine months like.
1: The the, the thing for me as well, it was my first year stepping away from playing for Antrim too. So it was the first time fully just all eggs in the one basket with St. Mm-hmm. St. and um it was to be fair, like not the. It was probably it was probably the best I've been playing. You know, it was just really consistent and everything. I was able to, um, you know, all my training, uh, like off the pitch as well. Jim recovering properly, just felt really consistent. And then just just one of those things, split second, um, just take goal, go like so. What that? You know, it's brutal, but the, the rehab went really well. So mm-hmm. I did So I can't complain, like. So you're now. You're nearly 12 months now then? Uh, when I, you... Well got the operation 3rd of September so good 10 months post-op now like, so if anything Pretty good. I was sort of I was sort of glad to see COVID coming like, Aye, like a, in that what, way just what, to give it a, a bit of break Aye, like one of the
0: other boys it's, it's down with me he had done his kind of similar time He was maybe a month or two um, ahead and Aye. Uh, he had completely wrote off the chances of this year, but now whenever mm-hmm. this happened, you're like, mm, maybe yeah. there's a chance. But um, I'd say it was nice not having to like. No more than having Rush. games as well when you're injured. Oh,
1: you and anyway, no I was, I struggled badly. Like just, I'm a, I'm a bundle of energy. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So I was just, see, just watching the, just trying to, I horrible, and um, rein it in, and then you're. You're trying to put your energy into like, yeah, you know, be positive around the boys and whatever, and these are even ah, and then you're just like, God, if it have been playing that match, what have I done? You know, you all those things. Like, so it's just from the off, I got in touch with a good physio, and not a new. Um, he's a current arm physio, and Shay McAllister, you call him, and he Shay used to be with Monster Rugby and Exeter and stuff, so. Um, I think, like when you're searching around, you hear people about I should go to him and two names I heard was Shay, Shay Maguire and, and Marty Locker now actually in in Cookstown, um, and then just Shay was a new Shay anyway and um, from yeah. the off actually before the operation I'd done six weeks sort of pre-operative work, so it 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 definitely saved me when I came out from the operation and you know it was all straight in just really like heavy leg weights a lot of single leg weights on on just the bad side
0: yeah so
1: so you're not losing as much coming out the other side like so it definitely benefits because i I was off crutches after about two days i like i i think um that i was telling you about there
0: he had knew that he he had a few months before surgery so Mm -hmm. obviously you, you know you You probably know this before you get the acl or before you get the treatment like you can move pretty well like if you didn't have to play you probably wouldn't want to do the surgery like yeah it's a weird
1: one like it's just the instability
0: you nearly feel fine so he was he had a couple of weeks where he could just bang away so like he got really well built up and then yeah that stage afterwards he was so much quicker and he's so much quicker right now because that can make such a difference to it
1: big Um, time um I was exactly the same. It just worked out well for me. Like I never I didn't have any I just everything Shay told me to do I done it. You know, it was I was off work for six weeks as well. So it gave me a good chance to mm-hmm. you know, uh, a good rattle at the rehab early doors too, like, you know. So it was definitely helpful. Like.
0: What ways? Um Antrim coming back then from all this now, like or what's
1: it so, do t- t- structure. I haven't really heard like so um it's, they haven't released anything yet. Uh, I think sort of maybe a couple of league games, and then championship draw stays as it is. We have a straight knockout anyway. Um, right. But it'll be interesting. We, like there's so many. Du- we're a dual club ourselves, so how they're going to manage the fixtures um, is a big thing as well. because like, there's uh, quite a lot of Division One football teams are hurled too. Like so tough. Like second, we um, ours just got announced there.
0: A day or two ago, um, so ours is like so group everyone. stages. Mm. We're, we're no, we're no league or anything. Um, just group stages. So four teams in the group, and then everybody goes through. But the winner goes straight through to like a quarter
1: final, and then the other ones. Yeah, ball. seems a the- good way. It gets people matches too. Like I've seen the throne one as well. That looked pretty good. Like pretty intense. Like but plenty okay. of games. Like. I think that's probably
0: you know because I was chatting with the boys beforehand, but like, would you rather just do a straight knockout or would you rather do mm-hmm. good stages? But seeing you haven't played any football, it's it's nice to get you know like we games, could minutes. every team in our intermediate championship at least will get you know four four or five games mm-hmm. like, which is pretty good considering it went on. So hopefully we'll big have about seven or eight. Like, but um uh-huh. big time. Same. He's of <laughs> saying that now, like, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I'm just
1: looking forward to getting
0: back and getting through
1: a match or getting through a training.
0: You should be probably
1: right ready to start right at that time then. I know I'd say it, straight away. Like she's been to me over the last well, like even chatting, doing the sim the calls. Um, and <laughs> you know, if, if things were normal I'd be in full training and, and playing like so Yeah. Um not complaining like so.
0: And um what were your St. goals be this year? Like would you just be fancy your shells or are you just...
1: You have to, like, I mean, you know, all, all we've done over the all the sort of, we had a real dominant spell over them, you know, 14 or 15 years. Um, the last few years, we've sort of, a lot of things, you know, a couple of, you know, a few times we just didn't perform, you know, yeah. last minute goals, stuff we'd done the teams for years and broke their hearts. So it's one of those things like, uh, you know, we're not too far away. And if anything, the Antrim Championship has actually got very really fancy themselves to win it. So yeah. um it's it's um it's an no, it be open enough like, you know, I would say teams all say the likes of Sakargan, Lamb and stuff, um, Craig and St. John's and obviously ourselves are all yeah. pretty even, you know, time we play. So
0: Did you find that you just had like you're obviously then part of all MLR lemon and St. Call's teams, were you? Part of the panel, yeah, for them. Um, Would you have had like a kind of transitional year from those teams, you know, that one Was there like a big drop-off
1: of players or was it pretty much the same lads still going? There was probably half and half, you know. The thing was, when, when we were in our sort of, when we first sort of come on the, the scene, 2001 winning championships, a lot of the boys were 18, 19. Yeah. So they're they're in their 30s now, so they've been around a long time. Yeah. Um, the All-Ireland team probably... Lost maybe four, five, six players, um, and then there's, you know, young boys are coming in now like so, O' McCabe, John McCaffrey, or from under twenty ones, um, you know, so we're we're probably going through that wee bit of a transition now. To be fair, the last couple of years, um, and then the effects, the older we're, the older the teams got, um, you know, the more implications of being a dual club. You know, we we probably have. I'd say between eighteen to twenty duels, you know, going between both. Um the only team I've ever seen do it wet and do it, you know, Slock Needle, how they do that is is crazy.
0: A lot of players, like, isn't it? That's essentially just your whole team basically,
1: like. Yeah. Um there's very few of us I'd say out of the you know, the core group of players, there's probably four or five of us, don't really hurl. So how does that
0: actually work? Is it like, you know, the hurlers will train one night, the footballers train one night, or, you know,
1: how do you, how do you actually balance that? So the way they've done it the last few years is um, it's actually worked out well enough, train the same nights. So like, say, if we have a football match at the, on a Sunday, um, the hurlers will train with the hurlers first and then they'll, they'll come to ourselves. So like 45 yeah. minutes of each. Yeah. Um, is not the worst way, there just might be a wee bit fucked just for the football so, you're not out of the house. so they're not out of the house, more importantly. Yeah. Ah, um, so they're, they're just, um, I suppose, helping with recovery a bit too, like, and, you know, if you're out of the house five, six nights a week and boys are getting in their thirties, you know, it's tough too, like. Uh, easier said than done, like, um, That's, I find, even, for me. <laughs> like,
0: even this year for myself was doing stuff at the gym. They see those couple of weeks there. Hello, like i haven't been working in the gym, but you see, not having the thought of like, fuck, I have to do the training night, and whenever you're going yeah. geez, that means I have to cancel this and do this. Seeing so you know, yeah. it for a while, it was actually pretty nice. Like you look forward to it. Like, okay. I can only imagine if you were doing that plus having a wife and a couple of weekends or something, that'd and enough.
1: Hard. Nah, it'd be hard work. Like, ah, uh, tight going. Like, or some boys do it, I just their machines like and they still maintain their fitness and, they, and all of them flying. Like, so it's, it's crazy. I think though this whole lockdown thing has
0: probably showed a lot of boys either one of two things. Number one, that, you know, whenever they retire, whenever they, they go away, they will actually genuinely miss it. So it might keep them going for a wee bit longer or else they'll be like, uh, this is great, not having to worry about this anymore. It's going to be one
1: of the other dreams, I think. It is, and if people are working from home and there's, a kid, you know, constantly kids around them all day, not uh-huh. getting out of the house, you could see boys, you could see the average years, going up to people playing, 45, 50 Let's like, just, um, just to make up work. I think the the thing that that stops it is just how you know,
0: serious it's got probably in the past five odd years. Yeah. And it gets, I know it. The thing's
1: probably sure. do you few boys like. Uh, it, it has, like, and to be fair, I, I've enjoyed it too, like even when, you know, you could see it with the county as well, like, you know, we were... We, very lucky, actually, over the last load of years with Andrew, um having some really good strengthening and discipline coaches. Um, yeah. You know, the, even come back to 2012, I had Andy Ward in, huh. um, ex, you know, Ulster Rugby captain. Yeah. Um, he was very good, like, you know, really good, even just because he cleared he at such a high level. Uh-huh. Um, we had um, Ollie Cummins, obviously. Was yeah. was brilliant, um, probably underutilized to be fair that year. Um, Ollie was in, but I was I was very impressed with him, and then still would still follow him and, and be in yeah. contact with him too. Like you know, he's um I know he's in Madari and stuff be now, and he's 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 brilliant. Like he just seems ahead of the curve, and then we're obviously we'll have Mick McGurran, who's a obviously a really well renowned strength and conditioning coach, and he's the real deal. Like you know, you can see why he has such a no, he was in he was in two thousand and fifteen, two thousand and sixteen. Right. Um but he's head, he takes Queens um mm-hmm. Queens. Uh, he doesn't get involved in really any teams and stuff like but uh brilliant too like and then they've got uh the last few years it was actually Fenton Davlin, guy right. from the Loop. Yeah. Fenton Fenton was very good too, like Sue was so um well, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed learning off them too, and it's you know it's something I'd be very interested in. Um, I think what's good to good
0: coaches like that too. Is that you hope that you know they'll have a follow-on effect, even if they're only there for you know a year or two. You sort of hope that what you get from those years will go along a wee bit further. Like I think that's why it's so yep. hard to even get a new good s coach and whether it be for one year or two years,
1: like yeah, something I would always refer about like even still now do the likes uh you know, McGurn's programs and stuff and look into still what he had done. And, um, you know, they're very, very structured and very, you know, I I find them very beneficial, especially like, you know, I know I've done the ACL, but like in terms of injuries, like, you know, next to no injuries, like stupid injuries, like, you know, quad strains and stuff. And Uh obviously that's the most, most important thing is staying on the pitch. Definitely. Like,
0: I think, you know, you really notice the difference whenever you whenever you properly commit to, you know, program and, and a good solid program like it, it makes such a difference. Like
1: yeah, um yeah. And all this- of the guys I would train yeah. with, Mickey Pollock as well. Mickey would have played for Antrim and the for St. Galls and would have had a lot of bother with like hip issues and stuff and um, lower limb, maybe restrained hamstrings and all, and same thing. He would he would he bought into doing the you know the stuff mick could give us and from then next to no real niggles either like you know so it's th- it's massive
0: i think you don't realize until you do you know a lot of those things like in particular programs like movements specifically for the hips like the internal rotation external rotation all inflection yeah. all wee mm-hmm. things you really don't you start to realize how little you actually do them you know in normal life and the normal yeah. you know a standard gym program that if you don't you know, once you start doing them, you really get the benefit from them because it's been so underdeveloped for so many years. Like,
1: Yeah, and even Mick was the first person that I sort of came across that really was introducing Olympic weightlifting too, like, you know, Olympic lifts yeah. to the um, sessions and everything was specific to the position you were in. And, um, you know, it was, it was very good. Like.
0: Yeah. And did you find that, like, did, did you do many Olympic lifts yourself? Did you enjoy them or did you find that they were... I do.
1: No, I really enjoy them. Like I'm you know, it, I'm uh, I thought initially I was gonna be I'm six four like so I was like I'm gonna be really awkward at these like but um just stuck at them and just sort of wouldn't say I'm ready to go to Commonwealth or anything like but Yeah. All right, like, you know I, I like doing cleans and um like so high pulls and snatches and stuff and all that, like so it's
0: they are um, a brilliant lift if you can do them well, like um Yeah just such a whole body moving so explosive like they are brilliant but hard to nail down like does require a lot hard, of tri-
1: yeah and it's like you know what i liked about uh Mick as well was he was like and it's the same sort of like them boys you've had on speaking about um even sprinting uh-huh. I've, you know i've listened to them you know you're not talking about a usain bolt you're not going to turn me into a usain bolt sprinter you know mm-hmm. but if you can get me moving quicker or um as long as it's safe and that's the way they. That's the way Mick would have been with the, the lifts. You know, you're not going to be an Olympic lifter like on the platform. You know, on the represent Ireland. But if you can move it safely, and um you know, you're still going to get that benefit of the triple extension, and obviously transferring on the pitch and stuff like. So it's.
0: I think it's even good too, just to weave it a wee bit of variety in the training program. You know, something different okay. for a team that's maybe done something very similar for a while. Um, yeah, is also a big thing because. I know probably a lot of lads in the gym that aren't massively into it can be, you know, a few years down the line and that you get
1: probably a wee bit damn bored with it nearly. Yeah. If you're just benching deadlifting, squatting yeah. like, you know, so it's, no, it was, it was good variation too, it was, it was, um, that's good to learn from people. I mean, he's talking about, Nick was in with the likes of, um, you know, he was with Ireland rugby for eight years. Um, uh, he's worked with United coaches, um, everywhere like yeah you know a load of rugby c- clubs a load of ga um county teams <laughs> yeah He you was know, so with cross mclean when the won that under tony mcinty um and they actually they actually beat us Um he was happy enough to tell us but um they won three ulster titles and three armada titles two all ireland's back to back so they went on beating nearly for three years and, yeah. and mac was in with them so he's obviously good at what he does too like you know yeah and, Kept them all like injury. Like, what I notice about him is very rarely is there any obviously take or give or take certain injuries, but you know, a lot of limits a lot of the injuries. Like, definitely, definitely. I noticed
0: definitely. What, um, what led you to retiring in from Mantrum? Were you just kind of fed up with it, or was it just a time time to call it?
1: I, do you know what? I see now, even I, you do miss it, you miss the championship matches, and you know, as much as even. The, the league as well you know i miss i miss playing the matches um i always think playing's the easy part you know i th- not not to say oh, i i make it look easy or anything but it, it, you know that's the part that's the easiest it's um, like that last year um i was there it was we we're training five nights a week you know we we're training tuesday wednesday thursday saturday sunday mm-hmm. and this okay. was from november right through i was just like you know, it was on 4G a lot too, and I was like, I was coming 33. I was like, so just, I you're just fe- you're just, you're just feeling, you're just feeling it getting out of bed the next day more, um, and then it was just becoming more of a, a mental drain, but by all accounts, they've swapped it up a bit now, like, you know, where they're sort of double up on the days, um, do their gym stuff, and then out on their pets, and then they're freeing up the week, which see when you're getting out of the, out of the house um, five nights a week, it just... You feel like you've no time to yourself like and then it's tough i didn't want to just keep going just for the sake of it and then i didn't want to just keep going um and end up hating it you know yeah. i didn't want the sort of you know end up going gone I didn't, I didn't like it in the end and that's what stopped me like i just wanted to go do you know what it's it's just moving it's just it was too much yeah too much like and i think people were burnt out too like i think that year i think about Maybe there was a big, maybe eight, nine, ten players had left at the end of that too. Like, so it wasn't just. Uh, um, it's was tough. Like I.
0: I would imagine that like, there's a lot of county teams that that has happened over the past couple of years, just because there's nearly like a competition of like who can you know who's training the most, and everyone tries to one up each other, and
1: you know it's yeah. it's at the expense of probably the players. You know that that happens. And you speak to I've spoke to a few I've spoken to uh some players that play in division one teams and you hear all these stories even and mm. first hand from Dublin player like you know, Dublin train six, seven nights a week, you know, they don't even like. You know, it it's like the train's so smart. Um mm. it's nowhere near what it's made out. Same as Tyrone, Monaghan, Donegal's this word like, you know. I think it's the lower down the divisions, like I, we probably spent most of our time in Division Four. had had brief spells in Division Two and Three and whatever, and gone up and down between them. But like Division Four, Division Four is sometimes uh, probably the most competitive league because in Division Two and Three, nearly you can you can win two matches and draw and stay up, and that's yeah. you safe and you're there for another year. Everyone wants out of Division Four. You yeah. need you need six wins out of your seven games. Like. So like every match you're going into, it's it it is a championship match. You're going away to some
0: yeah, know. Going away
1: to some other parts of nearly. It feels like other parts of the world. Yeah, um, going to Limerick away or something, and you no, know, it's you know they're all they're all dog fights. Like so, it's um, the tough one. Like you know, and then as I say, the lower the down, you think, God, oh, we have to do more to get that wee bit of action to get out. And then um, you hear players just like. You hear of other counties just being managed a bit better like you know and fre- mental freshness as well as physical fit, freshness that, that, that's a big thing um and i think because the whole professionalism
0: is so new it's it's there's so much trial and error with teams trying to figure out what's the best way to go about it i think probably like you know the wee things is to see i think players nearly been Given like individual, you know, you're given the gym work to do individually. Do it in your own time. Do it in the morning or something. You know, wee things like that. Yeah. Whereas I think probably when you're doing the big collective team sessions, although it's great to get everyone together, but you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of time to add on to doing pitch sessions too. You know, I think though at the stages players think oh, we have to do everything collective. Whereas there's yeah. a lot of stuff you could probably do yourself if, if you have. A, I think
1: if you're if you're serious at playing at that level, mm. you know, you're going to get found out if you're not doing it you know, and it'll, it'll, you know, if you're pulling up injured, you know, find ready people aren't doing it. So, um, like, for, like the one of the examples was we trained on a Tuesday out in a pitch Wednesday was a gym session, but the gym session was collective and it wasn't at eight o'clock at night, but I was finishing work. I finished work at four. So I was like, I could, I drive and past the gym. I go to Yeah. go home and sit for four hours to then drive. To do the gym session and then like i was just like i could do this either in the morning before work and yeah. have that evening free and um it was just wee small things got. Like got i think over time it was just going have to go out again here that's nothing against I, I love gym training like uh, i'm a weirdo i think maybe yeah. a select few goalkeepers that enjoy training um so it was nothing against like the training it was just like the timing and the scheduling of it all i think that was just it was just like I'm not. i just wasn't enjoying it at the end. Like, I it, it's hard. Like, I think you know,
0: trying to have a wee bit more control over it's probably a big thing. I think whenever you're just being told be here, do that, yeah, it makes it harder. But I suppose it's easier said than done too. It's easier for us to yeah. It,
1: but, no, you know, it's tough. Know. It's just um, I think now they seem like they've a better balance where they, they double up on you know, say a Tuesday night to do their gym stuff and head out on the pitch same as a Thursday and then. You know, there's a few more evenings that are free to themselves, so it makes a bit more sense. Like, it does
0: like it does? Um, I read the article that you done. Was it? I uh, started the blog that you wrote. Um, mm-hmm. Mad, like um, I hadn't read it before. Only last week, and they were messing with each other. Um, yeah, really kind of powerful. Like, what, yeah. what in your story? People, like, for put this out in the podcast. Like, for people that maybe don't know your story would you mind going over a wee bit of it
1: yeah no i um I suppose like you're saying it was it was it's like it's something you never plan or envisage to happen um so it was probably 2000 and it was third of july 2012 found out my dad was diagnosed with cancer so in the run that time it was a week before we played galway in a, a qualifier for Antrim. so like just really from the off you know you're just just in shock and then I was not that you downplay it on purpose, but you're sort of like right, he'll be alright here. You know, you hear all the people recovering well. Um, and then he went back to another appointment and more or less said that he had nine months to live. So you're just like um still trying to con- not trying to convince yourself, just being positive, like just like, you know, he'll get through this, he'll he's gonna be one of these freaks that has smoked all his life and will live these about eighty or ninety or something, but um, it's time of dawn, you're seeing them obviously doing the uh, the treatment, bringing the appointments, um, seeing the sort of aftermath, of them because obviously doing the chemo and the radiotherapy is quite taxing on the body, like to say the least, um, and seeing them have good days, bad days, um, and then you're, they'd agree you're, you're helpless, like you can't really do anything. Um, you're sort of just trying, make it as sort of not that you don't want it to be doom and gloom you know trying to be positive trying to do as much normal things as possible and then um obviously then it's time at dawn seeing them have good days bad days and then it eventually um he passed away in february 2013. Mm-hmm. um obviously like, and the initial like it, it, it's sort of like a it's a weird enough one like um <clears throat> you're like Obviously, it's your dad. You're, you've seen him really sick, so you're like, in a way, you're not glad, but you're you're glad he's not suffering. And obviously, the other side is like you're devastated, like someone that's been in your life, you've had a, a really close relationship with. Obviously, um, I was 26 at the time, so I think just you know, it's just I don't, it's just shock. You know, a lot of shock. Um, you know, the likes of. And, and visiting speaking about him good stories um even th- things like people i had played against once or twice in a match um returning up the door so it shows like how much respect people have for him and even yourself um, so it was sort of you know it was it was it was nice like it was a nice touch um I think as time went on, I threw myself literally back into training and, and matches. I went to I went back to training for Antrim the next night, actually after the funeral. Just thinking, you know, I'll just throw myself back in, try and be as normal as possible. Um and then played a match two days later, playing an National League match against Fermanagh um in casement actually. Um and then that was it at the time. I was working like temporary jobs. Um, so I had to in my head, I was like, I need to go back to this job or I'm going to lose it. Um, and then that just sort of carried on, was back training and all. And then as time went on, you know, the, the worse and worse I was starting to feel. You know, in hindsight, I, I didn't give myself any time to yeah. sort of digest what happened. Didn't even, you Did know, you there's different phases of it much at all at the time or was it nothing? I assume didn't, didn't at all, I was keeping it to myself. Um, anyone that's unfortunate enough to know me as well as um, you know, and the the biggest mouthpiece you'll you'll meet, like you know, typical goalkeeper in the middle of the crack joking. Um, that goes for, Hans and goals like um, um, you know, so I was I was able to put off front. I was going to training. Yes. And um, trying to, it was an escape too. Like you know, you were going to train in the matches and. Um, it was a good way to get away from it. But I think you know, as as the time went on, that you know, the worse and worse was starting to feel like. Um and then that sort of that was the way for I th- I think when it all sort of came to a head, I was like, um I wanted to you know, obviously I wanted to do something about it to to get better. Feel yeah. better.
0: It's um like I kind of know a lot about your childhood and my father died whenever I was young from cancer as well. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, it, I think, you know, initially it's that thought of, you know, that first initial thought of like, Do you're never going to see that person again. Like, that's a hard yeah. one. Yeah. And then I think it's, I don't know if it's, you, you maybe don't want to show any kind of weakness, but you, you don't want to talk about it. Like, and you, you know, no. push it and brings it up, it's like a change of subject to this. And uh, I think you do,
1: you know, like that, just compounds and compounds with years and years, like. Yeah, and then, you know, I was making mountains out of molehills too, like so any wee thing that was sort of, I was, you know, all my close friends were getting married, buying houses, is that you know, and I was really, my self-talk to myself, you know, in terms of like, even sport, like, you know, you're talking about positive self-talk, my self-talk to myself was, really bad like um, and then just gradually was feeling worse and worse you know laying in bed um, really bad habits um, just laying in bed just coming home from work laying in bed just all night not really eating and this was all in the monks trying to as yeah I mentioned before like you know st Gaul's at that time you know we were in our you know in our pump so to speak like you know winning accident the championships um, mm-hmm. you know putting on a on a front fat in between playing national league with Antrim, going into championship Um, you know i was trying to you know i wasn't i, I think during that time i lost like nine kilo yeah. in weight just by just with anxiety just like making mountains out of molehills making out things worse and you know as you do you like just irrational thinking letting things really get out of control and then it was just getting to this stage where to be honest the, the overwhelming thought was i'd rather not be here than um keep feeling i guess so, so i think when that was becoming more and more a dominant thought and i was just like well, i don't want to be another i don't want to be another stat and i want to do something about it um and i did obviously and um, just got this stage of, uh, you know where it came to head actually was the last match in casement funny enough um and Went out after the match, and you know as you do, 25, 26. Uh, a, of, a load of boys working out after the match. Um, really good weather. It was in around sort of this time of year, started June, mid June. Um, went out in a drink. Um, woke up the next day, really bad hangover. Um, worse than I get bad hangovers like, but really bad. Um, just an overtime. It was just it was out, You know, it was very. Wasn't even just Dan, like with drinking. I mean, like, it was just like personal theory, enemy thing. Was just like you were going through just like a host of emotions constantly. Yeah. It was like a, so up and down. Um, whilst trying to put on a front so no one would ask, you know. So um, the next day I was just like, I need to do something about it, and I actually, actually rang the GPA helpline, the Gaelic Players Association. Mm-hmm. I'm quite active on Twitter, like so. I was just scrolling, and then I seen there. I wouldn't be big into like seeing saints or, you know, yeah. overly spiritual or holy person, like. But it's just like, they have a number for the southern players, they have a n- n- number for the northern players, and it was like I need, I need to ring this, like, um, and then just kept ringing it, and was hanging up. The guy on the other end must have thought. Who's this lunatic ringing here, like you know, um, kept ringing and then just had it on loudspeaker and just sort of let him speak back. And then I just told him how I was feeling and um, what had happened and what it's led me to thinking and, and feeling this way all the time. So they were able to get me set up with a, a counselor, and then that was two days later, and uh, met him, and then that sort of started the yeah recovery sort of process.
0: How do you think? It must have been difficult initially to kind of first talk about that or was it just a case like once you started talking you couldn't stop talking about
1: it or again it was just like when i went to meet the the counselor um i was um again fighting with myself whether to go in i was like I had the fellow's number i was like well i just taxed to make up an excuse couldn't make it and then eventually went in and turned out he was in the Gaelic football and um, spoke for about 55 minutes about football and then the last five minutes just threw in how i was feeling and what had happened and sort of yeah um, wanted to do something about it and then each time i went back each week it was going i was saying more and more
0: yeah mm-hmm. and then
1: um you know in between that i tried medication went to the doctors tried medication and it didn't overly work for me to be fair, but I know people it's worked really well for. And mm-hmm. um, it was affecting more my sleep. I, I was really wide awake at night um, and then really drowsy nearly during the day. So um, I was like, I need to try and do it without medication. And um, so I tried a thing called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was more, it really helped in terms of managing irrational thinking. Um, you know, you're making out like you know it's okay to have a bad twenty minutes in a day, and um, that doesn't make it a bad day. That's a bad twenty minutes. Um, yeah. Like a thing in a like in a match, you know. As well, I was really hard on myself if I misplaced one kick out, or um, you know, it was really over the top hard on myself. So I think it was just being sort of being kinder to, to myself. Um, first of all, speaking better to myself. Um, not crucifying myself really for any wee mistake. And then just from there, it just, it got better. And obviously that, you know, a big thing that was never really prescribed is, is exercise too. Like, you know, the the benefits of exercise any, any way, shape or form, like, you know, is is massive too, like, and gradually. And and from then, like the last few years have been, been really good. Like, so, um, Suppose the the idea about speaking about it now, um obviously um like I didn't know that about yourself as well, Christine. so yeah. like you hear people talking about mental health problems or an issue that leads to mental health problems and it's like not everyone's gonna be have a, have an addiction problem. They're not gonna have financial break- or worries or relationship breakdowns, but nearly everyone has either has lost a parent or will lose a parent at some stage in their life. So um, I felt that if I could sort of say what I went through, how I felt and then show that, you know, with a bit of help and sticking with it that you can actually come out the other side and be feeling better than you did before. Um, yeah. not saying that, you know, I feel great now that with bad, you know, I don't think you ever get over it, but you just learn to live with it a bit better. Um, and you know, you're much more rational thinking, um, you know much i'm just a much more positive person to myself because uh, outwardly nobody would have known you know you find a good way to hide it like i you know i was i was really good at doing that uh, which was probably a worrying saying because people say what signs would you look out for and you're like you know i know how good people can be at hiding it and putting on a mask because that's exactly what i done and i just um being from west belfast i just felt that you know constantly well the the suicide rates in men in particular in west belfast north belfast and obviously across the province i was like you know if somebody can relate to yourself and then that could be their kickstart to go do you know what he went and got help so why can't i and that that was the, the idea behind it yeah like i can't
0: remember who it was i heard speaking but um they were chatting about mental health and they were saying that you know, you should get to the point where you can talk about mental health in the same way you can talk about physical health. So like, you know, like, yes. say if I have a day where like say yesterday, but anxiety wasn't feeling great mm-hmm. and day before hundred percent day before hundred percent, same way. Like someday you can just fucking feel sick. You can get a 24 hour bug and feel a wee bit shitty, yeah. but you're happy enough to chat about that and tell people, but sometimes you're not, as well to talk about, you know, the the day where maybe the mental health isn't as good. And I think it's trying to get to the stage where like it's not taboo and it's normal for people to be able to to say that because I think, you know, again, a thing with men, you don't want to show that sign of weakness or I think I think too when you know that there's so many people going through things that are probably a lot worse than yourself, you don't want to complain. I know yeah there's some worse and worse you know
1: yeah and my i always say to people you know if it's if it's big enough to be causing you like stress or a bother then it is a big deal like you know it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't have to be you know grief or whatever it may be if it's you know if it's something in work you know there's people come to me saying they're getting a hard time at work or you know different ways th- things and they're like that sounds stupid but they're like you know if you're in work you're in you you're spending eight hours a day in there um, you know, so if you're not enjoying it or you're getting a hard time or whatever it may be, then it's a big deal because that can materialize. You bring it home to your home life, and then you're talking about it all the time, and then next minute it can consume you. And you know, it doesn't have to be like you know a big debt or or you know whatever. Like so, um, as you say though, it's trying to make it as normal to to speak about. Uh, yeah. A mental health problem than a, a physical because we're you know, we were talking earlier about injuries. We're, we're quick enough to speak about physical injuries. Um and I know different teams and stuff have done things over the over the last few years, like um and even Ireland rugby have a thing like where they have a Tackle Your Feelings app so you can like record it and you know, hire players feeling on a particular day or something. Um feeling because you know, if we're talking about sport and and GA in particular, like you know, if you're if you're going to go into a championship or a big game, you want to make sure your your players in particular are, are feeling all right, obviously mentally because that's where your decision making comes from, you know, and it's probably the most important, nearly one of the most important parts of the game. Like you know, and if that's off, then the rest of it sort of goes the yeah the, the way side. Like um, so it's. And again, Irish men seem to be the, the issue too, like, you know, uh, like very... I was reading I
0: put up um a couple of weeks ago on Instagram I think about coronavirus, I was looking at like death stats from, you know, drugs and then suicide and I actually couldn't believe the number of suicide deaths. I can't actually remember the top of my head, but it was it was it was crazy like the amount of people who were dying from suicide in a year they're one uh, year loan it's very terrible. I
1: know terrible of why why do think that is
0: particularly in Northern Ireland?
1: Like it's a hard one to explain. Like it's just like, you know, obviously the, the legacy of coming out of the troubles has to has to have some burn on it, you know. Um, you know, a lot of places are you know in deprivation or in poverty. Um opportunities in terms of you know jobs and um, housing issues and all and obviously like listen drugs is becoming a big thing in our society nowadays and um, you know people between taking the drugs and the donors from it or running up big debts and not being able to pay it and if people feeling like they've no other way out or you know the likes of I know social media gets a bad light you know has it to do with social media or it, it probably has a burn. Do agree? Like, you know, you hear people saying about the comparisons, but it's also pros of social media too, like is you can access a lot more things online, you know, you can get the helplines. you can, you can read articles, you can, you know, it might not be, you just, that could be helping somebody build up the courage to go, do you know what? I'm going to make that call in, you know, um, so it's 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 a tough one like you know for such a small place really, in terms of um population size, sorry you know the the not the mental suicide is is crazy it's sad like you know it's that's something that hopefully over time you know uh, even with people saying about the coronavirus pandemic um you know that there there could be another pandemic on the back of it on um, in terms of people's mental health, you know losing jobs and housing and um, whatever it may be, uh, on the back of it. So it's, um, hopefully the powers to be can, can fund the, the people who, who want to help and a lot of mental health charities and stuff here, who, who do good work, but need, need obviously the funding to help them out. Like. like if you were
0: chatting to someone, whether they be like 14, 24, 34 and they're kind of this, you know, the same thoughts as yourself at that time, or, or maybe, you know, not as bad or maybe worse what would you know what, what would you say the first steps are, are for them them being that same kind of mindset of not
1: wanting to kind of show the weakness about mm. um, what you, um, steps like? you know like again i'm not like a qualified expert or something i do done all this sort of on like a shared experience like you know as opposed to experts so like i've always said to people like have somebody and everyone has them you know somebody in your your life where you can go Do you know what i can go to him or her about anything um that doesn't have to be a parent or because most parents will worry sick then
0: yeah you know
1: if it's a close friend or someone within your club or your team or, or you work with and um, have someone because see even just saying it out loud sometimes that's all you need mm-hmm. you know to say it to another person you're like got that off my chest you know Um, And you hear, you know, a problem shared is a a problem halved as well. So, um, I was like, I was
0: chatting about in that last podcast or one of the last ones about, you know, like I had built up this anxiety and as soon as I
1: talked about it, it just went away. Yeah. I know it's, it's, again, sometimes that's all somebody needs and they might need to go to a counselor or a GP or, you know, a mental health professional, it may just be speaking to a friend just to go hear something being said back and go, right, okay, you know, a bit of of rationale, but um, I think being, you know, speaking and going and seeking the help if you're not feeling well, um, or if you you think it's getting to a stage where um, you're having, you know, thoughts of of wanting to not be here, basically, um, you know, go and seek that help because it's, you know, it's more common than than people think. I think it's something like, you know, seventy percent or seventy-five percent of people that go to a GP is about a mental mental health problem and not just a physical problem. So, um, it is normal to feel that way, and um, just with the pressures of life, regardless of what it is. Um, I think just again speaking out, you know, having good habits, try and exercise, try and eat as best you can as well. Because I mean, if you eat, if you eat if you eat shit, you're gonna feel like shit as well. Like so. Um, and it's just it's all simple stuff like but i mean that all it's it's like we were speaking about even like stuff in sports it's all the the small things lead to the bigger games you know and yep. slowly but surely you're like you know i would say to people like what all, all those professions that i went to between a counselor a gp and a cbt therapist was what what exercise do you do you know that's the first thing they ask and i don't mean it has to, it doesn't have to be like a strengthening, and conditioning session or a head yeah, session
0: yeah. Like, yeah.
1: it can be putting it can be putting your earphones in and going for a walk um, Yeah, you know, I, I, and yeah. you feel so much better after it like i've seen you know from from coaching people like the majority of ones that come
0: down to my gym are you know they're just everyday people like they're not all gil mm-hmm. and um, you know you'll see them coming down And when you get to know people like you know right they're in bad form or they're in good form and you get chatting them and be stressed from work and you know one hour where they just go and train and don't think about it and they leave and they feel you can you can tell just they feel so much better now Spring in their step nearly yeah they might go home and it might be a different story or whatever it might happen the next day but the fact that you get that instant kind of release from it
1: is it is powerful like and um yeah you know if i noticed them myself I, even over the years just even i get in a i would i prefer going to the gym first thing in the morning before yeah. work and it nearly sets you up for the day. You nearly actually go into work in really good form. Um, and it's very rarely do you then, even during this, this like, you know, the, the obviously coronavirus and being working from home. Um, you know, in the mornings I would go for a walk. Me and Maria my other half would go for a walk mm. before we'd even log on our laptops or whatever yeah. it is. Just, it just puts you in good form then. And then you're just like, right, okay. And then you just get in the habit of doing it. like.
0: Um, I think it's that it's kind of a domino effect too like if you know if you start the day off well with one thing you'll do probably the next thing well and the next thing well whereas if you start it badly you know you wake up late and we have a couple of sausage rolls for breakfast and <laughs> you know, only. although when you say it out loud that is the dream like but I don't know what you mean like uh, <laughs> but it, up. you know the knock-on effect of both of them You know, happens more than people think. Like, I think, as you say, training or doing something first thing in the morning, whatever it is, is that's up well for the day. Like, no, it definitely is. Like, um, what do you think? You know, if you're looking at, I guess, within maybe GA clubs and even just in general, Northern Ireland, you know, like, what, what things, what solutions do you think? I know you said you're not an expert, but what solutions do you think would be good to put in place for? You know, just create more opportunities for people to speak and things become easier you know do you think there's anything that could be done maybe a wee bit better or any things that could be put in say if i'm trying to implement something for our gaelic club here
1: uh it's just i think just even like you know first of all like ga clubs and all they're starting to move in the right direction most clubs now have like health and well-being officers or forums and you see more and more of them having nights um for like raising awareness whatever it may be but um I like think just creating like a culture in the club. you hear that word all the time, you know, we're creating a culture, but where people can go, do you know what, I'm, I'm not feeling great here. Like, you know, as opposed to somebody going, Wise up, give yourself a shake. And, you know, as you said earlier, if you're feeling sick, somebody be like, ah, oh, go home and all, you know, take it easy and come you know, in the next day. Whereas you just said, listen, I'm not at a bad day at work or listen, I'm, I'm getting tight in my personal life. Um, be like wise up you know you know yeah. that's the way we are as, as like as people like as a as a race i think um i don't think it's malicious i just think it's like just the irish sort of way to, to be about um what's sorry it's just that kind of get on with that mentality like i and it's like sometimes you just need to pump the brakes to go you know what i need to set this one out and then uh, the next day you may come back and it's probably best thing you do is set a session out or whatever it may be but um i think creating them um, environments where it's okay to speak to people and think and work and stuff and um, you know i've done it Um it's a mental health first aid um, where we can sort of look out for people and sort of see signs or you know somebody comes in from a happy weekend or you know you maybe notice or something about them it just gives you these sort of tips or helps to go you know what he's not himself or she's not herself or like those sort of courses are useful do you think or definitely definitely like you know they're, they're which one of their hat if you know one off the top of I, your head i i we done one through work it was just you know mental health literally as blunt as mental health first year at work mm-hmm. um you know the at the time you're like oh this is heavy material like but it, it was more the same posting um you know, for, for people to come or for you to even look out for people. Now, you don't have to walk around checking in with everyone. Like, you know, you're, you're a, a police, policeman or something. like. But, you know, if you're just sort of keeping an eye out for people, and even if it's just having a cup of tea with somebody or whatever it may be, you might, you might, you might let something out to the bag sort of thing. And then you can go, like, if you ever need to speak, you know where I am and, you know, there's help there. And um, I think it, you know, I think a lot of people... Ultimately, when they when they get that, stage, it's, it's it's mostly a cry for help. They're looking help. You know, yeah. it's just do they have? You know, I would always say that people have the courage to go. Do you know what? I'm not alright, and I'm going to go and do something about it because you think of the aftermath. You would leave behind not even just your family, but your friends and your say like in GA terms, your clubmates or whatever it may be. Like so, we say that to, to seek the help when it's needed. You know, go to your GP and they can say and push you to to counselling and hopefully like on the back of this because it's shown that um, governments can produce a lot of funding when it's needed that they can produce the funding for mental health services where there's more more of them all over the country that it's not just i have to go to belfast that it can be in Derry, that it can be in Newry, it can be all over where people can go i can go there and actually get help and i can you know you hear witness i couldn't get a counseling uh, appointment for six months i mean yeah. some people some people don't have a day you know yeah. i'm not saying that you know if it can be even reduced where you go Do you know what i can get an appointment in two to three weeks yeah. or uh, four weeks whatever it may be Um, even shorter even better obviously you know if it's a week or 10 days but um i think that you know it, it, obviously we can beat the drum all we want but it, it comes from the powers above us the you know yeah. to to do what they do, like yeah. I think though it's important to have conversations
0: about it, like and um, make it more normalised to speak about, it, like I think that's why it's you know important to talk about it in podcasts and and whatever. You know I think it's good coming from someone like yourself. that's played in you know, Winter County and people can relate to that a wee bit more, like
1: um, every like uh, and uh, as well. What I say is like you know apart from apart from working, like if you're training or playing on a club team even or uh, say a club team you're sitting beside boys in the change room four or five six hours a week wanting to play matches you know like just getting the knowing what what they're up to outside of work or you know as i say in a in a sort of constructive way making conversation with people yeah. keeping an eye out for people and it's not always what people probably learned with myself it's not always the quiet ones you know you're always taught from the way it's like in school it will be you know We'll be leaving anyone sitting on their own and yeah you know keep an eye for the, the ones that are quiet but sometimes they're the happiest people just mm-hmm. content sometimes it's you know Exhibit A, the mouthpiece um, or the one that's always joking that's you know deflecting away so yeah it's just keeping an eye on your mates and making sure that they know that you can that the people are the car about them and that you can come and come and speak like
0: yeah yeah um, that's an hour of your time. I've taken up. I think that was, uh, <laughs> that was a brilliant conversation. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, well, I, I, me I too. I think you think was thank you. Because that was good. <laughs> um, no answer. Uh, I well it <laughs> up. Um, caffeine was kicking in there. just uh, uh, you're, you're getting <laughs> you uh, going. for another, you could chat for another hour or
1: two about all that stuff, like couldn't you? Yeah. No. Definitely. Like, and um, as I say, that's oh, like you know the reason i I done it. Or, or, or have spoken about it and, and continuously speak about it is because you want to normalize a conversation. Um, you know, um, and I think even in GA terms, sorry, something that just came to my head is like, you know, even for, for managers and coaches and I, I've stood and watched managers, especially juvenile or, you know, underage, never mind adults, uh, where it's sort of, you know, we expected they agree where, where like, kids may be escaping, you know you don't know what household people are coming from you don't yeah. know what sort of upbringing they're having uh, you don't know what their their parents are like or not like um they're going to training they make a mistake some coach right. berates them and tears into them that, that could be the tipping point where they're thinking god leaving the house god I ain't going ain't getting out of this for an hour or even as an adult you know as a as a as a male or sorry as a male, as a you know playing senior football or whatever it may be you're like out of the house away from this or you know if it's a gambling problem i don't have to think about it if it's work or relationship breakdowns whatever it may be i'm going to training here and getting i'm not saying we'll have to tiptoe around people or if people but it's just sort of going make managers as well make make them make sure that you're approachable that you're not tipping somebody over the edge when ultimately they're going to that session for an escape so i think it's just yeah. It's getting that balance. And I don't mean like like if you make a mistake during a match, I don't mean tiptoe around people either where it's like you can't say anything in a way sort of society has went. But I think just keep an eye out for your for your players and, and your teammates too, like if you're turning into them that might just be something to tip them over the edge, like, you know. Yeah, I think it's just trying to have that bit of balance and understand yeah. that you don't know everything that's going on, like. You don't and you'd be, you'd be surprised how many people, even people you think you've known for 10, 15 years, sitting at a change room, you don't know what issues they have like. So. And oh, how um, can change too for people like? Big time. Um, yeah. So
0: if anybody kind of wants to see more about like your, your articles and the blog and even just generally like where, where can people see most of that stuff?
1: right. So well, the, like any of the talks and all that, any I've been asked to go is basically just the GA clubs or um, schools. Um, as I say, a lot of people will relate to it either they yeah. have already or uh, at some stage. Um, and then on Instagram, I, it was actually during when I done my ACL. I was like, do you know what? I came across help online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I created the page, you know, Head Health Matters and the sort of thinking behind it was, 20 plus years, all that mattered to me was physical health, you mm-hmm. know, playing, trying to be as fit and trying to be the best goalkeeper I can. Um, and I suppose sometimes it goes to the wayside of, you know, it's so important that our head, our head health matters too. You know, if it's not right, then as I said before, the rest just use the side. Um, so I just use it on Instagram. Um, you know, it's not really, Blogging—it's more just sharing, you know, contact numbers and um, whatever it may be. Good, you know, charities, um, mental health organizations, or people that are doing really good stuff themselves. So, um, just try and share it. And sometimes people will be like, you know, do you are getting contact and just pass them, point them in the right direction, as I say. Um, the the professionals that are you know trained in that field. Um, trying to help out like but I, as I say all I've done it is is for um a shared experience because exactly. I say, most people either have or the, or the, or the will to go through it at some stage yeah no I think that's important
0: like and I think um it's lot easier for people to to see it from someone like yourself some that they can relate to than you know whether it be a big professional page for a certain you know mental health company or something it's hard to I do relate to that sometimes like, whereas if it's someone that's like yourself, it's, it's a lot easier. Like definitely. Yeah. Um, look, I'll let you, um, I'll let you go there. I really appreciate no problem, you actually. talking and, and, and being open. Like, cause um, I do think that that's no problem. This isn't, I think it's important. Like whether one person listens to it or, you know, a thousand, I think it's, it's important. Um, the people out there, especially the particular people who
1: listen to it. Like, yeah, definitely. And um You know, as I say, I'm not an expert, but if anyone was struggling or had an issue, like, you know, I've no problem uh, speaking to them or, you know, you can message me even on Instagram or social media and, you know, can try and point you in the right direction. Um, And it might not be somebody yourself, it may be somebody, God, that that all sounds a bit familiar. You know, a friend or family member, like, so, um, yeah. Yeah. I I just want to say thanks for, thanks for Thanks for having us and it was good, good chatting to
0: you. No problem. No, I really enjoyed it. I'll put all your information um, on the podcast and stuff and hopefully we'll get it up soon enough. Um, There's a f- podcast in no the way, This is the comeback podcast.
1: It was a good one. It's the comeback. Uh, it was my, my, it's like me, my comeback, the plan here as well. Big year year. Thanks, Tim. Hey, uh, <laughs> Chris,
0: thanks very much. I appreciate it.
1: No problem, Austin. Thank all you.
0: Right. Speak to you soon. Thanks.
1: Bye. See you later, mate. Bye-bye.